Hey friends, welcome to the Barefoot Blonde Podcast. My name is Cheyenne Beats. I am a board-certified mental health and life coach, professional brain nerd, geeky creative, and your podcast host. As you might have guessed, I'm a blonde Southern Belle and a native of the beach town Charleston, South Carolina, with a zest for life and a passion for people. There is nothing better than sitting at the beach at sunset, toes dug into the sand, ocean waves in the background, chatting about all the life things with your best friend. That's what this space is, a space to talk about living whole, living well, living free, and living our lives to the absolute fullest. So come join me as we dive deep into topics like gaining confidence and developing a healthy work-life balance, self-worth and self-esteem, your physical and your mental health, We will discuss faith and relationships, finding your purpose, and most of all, the underlying theme of the podcast, resiliency in all things and how to be an overcomer. Let's join hands, swap stories, and discuss all the things as we boldly live our best life. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Um, Today, we are dealing with the topic of disappointment, specifically how to deal with disappointment. I think at every point in our lives, we all come to a place where we're disappointed in something, an interview for a job that we didn't land, a relationship that failed, a bad grade on an exam, um, anything. We lost a baseball game, football game. We didn't make that medal and dance. Um, anything can happen that can cause any type of disappointment. And a lot of um, questions I get asked often is how to deal with that disappointment. We know, you know, obviously you have to move on. Life goes on when you're disappointed. But what are some ways you can best set yourself up to deal with that disappointment? Something a lot of people hear that really gets under my skin, although it's true, is the quote, everything happens for a reason. This is true. God is in control of all things. God always has a plan and everything does happen for a reason and it moves us forward to our life purpose, right? But that doesn't really help when you're feeling very disappointed and you're dealing with that and the stress or anxiety that can sometimes come from that disappointment depending on how major it is in your life. Um, But if you change your outlook on what everything happens for a reason might mean, it can sometimes help you and actually be a comforting statement. If you look at that quote, everything happens for a reason, there's two components to it. The first would mean that if it happens for a reason, what makes it happen or what is a part of that reason? How do you know what that reason is? The reason for your life is a plan for your life, right? And we believe that God is in control of that plan. God has a plan for your life. Now, we're not puppets. We can all make our own decisions and make our own mistakes, but God is a gracious and loving God. He is a redeemer of all. So even if we don't always make the best decisions for ourselves, he is always there to pick us up, dust us off, and then help us move forward to um, to fulfill our plan and our purpose that he's given us. He can redeem that situation and correct that path and put us right back on the road to our purpose. And talking about the road purpose, um, that leads us into how our life has a purpose. If God has a plan for our life, then obviously there's a purpose for our life. 
And everything we do is leading clo- is leading towards that purpose. We might not always make decisions that lead us closer to that purpose, but if that purpose is God's plan, whether we know it or not, that is where we will end up. And we can have faith in that. So even if you're disappointed that you didn't land that job or that that relationship failed, um, just know that it wasn't supposed to be a part of your purpose or if you lost something that you once had, it was for that season to learn what you could from it. And um, whatever you learned from that situation will help you move forward towards what is your purpose. And so it can be comforting, although that doesn't give you much tangible evidence. Um, It is there and it is there to know that, hey, you are moving towards something, even though it doesn't feel like it right now. In this time of disappointment, keep in mind that God is leaving a space for something better to come in, right? Disappointment typically comes when our life is lacking something. We have lost something or we didn't gain something that we were hoping to gain, which makes it feel like a loss. So there's often an empty space or a void there. Um, And in that space, in that void, That's often God leaving that space for something better to come in. Something will come in that will fulfill that need or fill that void. Sometimes that can even just be God. Um, For example, maybe you put a relationship too high on a pedestal and that relationship failed and now you're recovering from that and you're drawing closer to God than ever. I know when everything in my life is great and I'm very busy with all great things, I don't always take the time to have that intimate relationship with God. I love him. I follow him. I work my hardest to live a good Christian life, but I'm not taking the time out of each day to seek him out and to intimately know him. But when I'm disappointed or um, when I have failed or when I'm sad or when I have that spare time, I do tend to take that time to uh, draw near to God, to read his word or read books that influence or impact my faith. I take that time to deliberately um, dive into that and in that space, in that void of whatever that disappointment left in my life, I draw closer to God. And sometimes that's the main reason. Sometimes that's the main thing we needed from that disappointment is a time in our life that caused us to reevaluate and say, hey, I need you, Lord, please, I need you. And let him come into your life in that intimate, close way, um, near and dear to your heart. Not saying that's always what happens. That space could be being left because two weeks from now you're going to be offered the dream job of your life or a year from now you're going to meet the man you'll marry or the woman you'll marry and whoever you were with before um, would have kept you from that. So you never know what space is being left, but know that it is a space being left for something better to come in and it will. Now you're probably going, okay, Shan, I get something better is coming, but it's very hard for me to sit and wait and be patient in that void and wait for that to be fulfilled. It just feels like it's just an empty space and I don't know what to do with that because it's still disappointing even though I know something better is coming. Keep in mind that there's more than one road to happiness and fulfillment, right? There's not one way to get to that destination. As I mentioned earlier, we have the freedom of choice. Sometimes our choices, when we're in line with the word of God, do lead us closer to his plan and his will for our life. But other times our choices, excuse me, other times our choices can veer us off that path and, um, 
we can get lost and it take a detour almost, but we'll still end up at our destination as long as we seek God's will and seek him out and allow him to guide and lead our lives. And there's more than one road to, to reach that place. So maybe you took a different road to get to that end destination. And maybe along that road was where the disappointment occurred. Um, and that disappointment is what launched you into getting right back on track where you needed to be to fulfill um, your purpose and your God-given destiny. So just keep that in mind when things feel like they're not always going right. That could be that bump to get you back on the correct path for your life and your life plan. Um, there's more than one way to get there. And in these hard times where you feel this overwhelming disappointment, just remember that even in the worst times, um, there have been worse times and it will get better. So something I will often have my clients do if something feels like crushing, so overwhelming that it's crushing their spirit, I say, remember some of your worst times. And often, almost everyone can think of a time that is worse than what they're going through now. If they honestly sit there and reflect and meditate on their past experiences, they are able to say, okay, here is one situation I identified that is worse than what I'm going through now. Currently might not feel like it, but technically it was worse than what I'm going through now. And we work through that. And I let them sit in that space for a minute, sit in that weight. And then I'll say, okay, now, how did you overcome that? And we discuss that. And they think I'm going down the road of however they overcame that last thing is what they need to use to overcome the disappointment they're dealing with now. The road I'm actually going down is letting them sit in that worst time. And it suddenly makes their current situation not seem as bad as bad. And then we talk about, okay, now how did you overcome that? And as they're talking about overcoming, they're filled with a a renewed strength. And that kind of helps them have strength to overcome the current disappointment. And then I say, okay, so you remembered your worst time. You remembered how you overcame it. You need to know that you will overcome again. In the Lord, we're overcomers. We are victors. We have the ultimate victory. So, um, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, wow, that, that, that worked. I, they looked at different situations and they realized where they are and they realized that they will overcome and their way of overcoming this disappointment might be different than the way they overcome their past struggles, but they will overcome and they see that realization that they have done it before. Because often when we're stuck in overwhelming or crushing disappointment, we feel that there's like there's no way out sometimes um, or we can feel like it's the worst thing we've ever been through and I don't know that I can overcome it. I don't think I'm a person with the strength to overcome this disappointment. But when you look back on your life, you can see you have overcome before. Therefore, the ability to overcome is within you and you will overcome again. So that's kind of the exercise that I kind of like to do. Um, and it seems it seems to really work and just kind of it helps you reevaluate your current situation. And in no way am I trying to minimize your current situation whatsoever. And maybe something you're going through is the biggest disappointment you've ever had in your life. And that's genuinely the case. And if so, I am so sorry that whatever you're going through is that crushing to you and that overwhelming. 
Um, but, but for most for most things, there is something that happened prior. That that's an exercise that can help you work through that. Um, another piece of advice I give: this is where the tough love really comes in handy. Um, is because I recommend looking for the good in the challenge, and. Doing that when you have a crushing disappointment that's just so overwhelming is very difficult. Um, I, I don't want to see good in this disappointment. I want to sit here. I am sad. I am anxious. I'm depressed. I, I can't get out of bed in the morning. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what to do in general. Um, and looking for the good in that is a challenge. But look for the good in that challenge. You're being challenged right now and look at the good and what might come of it. What that means is look at a way that you might be growing through this. Again, maybe it's an important relationship to you that you've lost or you have felt completely betrayed and abandoned. And yes, that is crushing and disappointing and overwhelming. But I want you to take a minute and think, how can I grow from this? How can I learn from maybe mistakes I made? Would there be anything that I would change? What is God possibly teaching me through this, even though he might not have caused it and he didn't have anything necessarily to do with it happening? He redeems all situations, and in that redeeming, sometimes it's growing us to be even better for the future. So what lessons can I take from maybe this lost relationship where I feel betrayed what can I learn from that and how can I carry it into my future relationships? What can I learn? How can I behave differently? What can I say no to? What do I compromise on? What do I not compromise on and say no in my future next person? This is not something that I'm going to stand for. Um, all those kinds of things is looking for good in the challenge. It's looking for a way that you can grow from what you're going through. If you've noticed, basically everything I have said is really trying to get your mentality away from that crushing and overwhelming disappointment. We tend to sit in that and it's okay because some people sit in it and some bury their heads in sand and pretend it doesn't exist and neither is dealing with it properly. So take some time to do what you need to do. Maybe you need to go into survival mode and not deal with it for a couple days. That's fine till you can get to a safe space. Maybe you need to sit in it for a couple days to acknowledge that loss, and that's okay too. But at some point, you have to make the decision to try to heal from it. And if you're genuinely trying to heal from it, that is the time in which you start to challenge and grow yourself. And it's not fun. You don't want to. I've had to work through certain things um, with Lisa Turkhurst. I love her. Um, I did her most recent book, uh, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And there were times when I did not want to work on that forgiveness. I just wanted to read the book, feel better about myself, feel identified with, like she understood me and knew where I was coming from and could empathize with me and see how this person had hurt me in my life. And I did not want to work on the forgiveness part. And then certain chapters, she was like, own your responsibility here's what you need to do. You need to decide to heal. You need to decide to forgive. And then here's step A, B, and C. You need to follow and you need to work on and acknowledge. I did not want to, but I had to. And even though it was tough and it was hard and exhausting and I hated it and I hated that because this person hurt me, I was struggling so hard to forgive them, meaning I had to feel this way of having to work so hard to forgive them and it's all their fault. <laughs> I was dealing with all of that, but that entire process is the healing. 
When we're healing, we focus so much on the individual steps we have to take to get to healing that we don't see that that entire path and journey and thought process, that is the healing. But our brains don't work that way. So we're given those short-term tasks to do, thinking that that's what's bringing actual healing. But it's really our heart and our mind processing through everything. Because as you're doing a task you don't want to do, all the reasons of why you don't want to do it, you're acknowledging instead of just sitting there and ignoring them. So that's the beauty, honestly, of healing is healing is in the process. And that's one of those things, again, you hear all the time, you're sick of it, but it is so true. It is truly in the process and in the time that you're taking to move forward in these steps. You don't have to want to find the good. You could sit here going, well, Cheyenne told me to find the good in this situation. I don't want to. I'm going to sit here and do it, but I don't want to. That's okay. You're doing it. You're working through not wanting to. And then your brain's going, why do I not want to? Well, they A, B, and C. And I just don't feel that. And I don't feel this, but I'm going to write this down anyway. I don't care what the end result is. You went through all that in your head. And that was the part of the healing you needed to experience. And that's looking for good in the challenge and the good that comes out of the challenge. And that requires you to be bold. My tagline is live, (laughs) sorry, live a bold life, live a balanced life, live a free life. Live bold, balanced, and free. And balanced is mentally balanced. Free is finally finding that, finally finding that freedom from, um, your mental health issues or freedom from your financial chains and stru- or freedom from your um, nutrition and health struggles, right? But being bold, that's a very specific statement. You can't find freedom and healing if you're not bold enough to seek after it. You have to be bold and courageous and that's the most important step. All of this is hard and you have to be bold in order to do it. I, um, in closing, I just, I wanted to give you this quote I once heard and I absolutely loved it. And to be honest, I can't remember where it was from. I want to say it was probably from another podcast I was listening to, or it could have been a quote on Pinterest. I honestly do not know. So I'm sorry to whoever the author is, but this is me giving you credit, (laughs) but it very much helps me. And that quote is, God is not asking you to figure it out. God is asking you to trust that he already has. Wow. Okay, one more time because I don't know about you, but I'm just feeling it. God is not asking you to figure it out. God is asking you to trust that he already has. So that wraps up today's episode, friends. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast streaming on Spotify, iTunes podcasts, and the website CheyenneBeats.com. You can find me on my personal Instagram at CheyenneBeats and the podcast Instagram Barefoot Blonde Podcast, leaving you with some sunshine and pixie dust, a little joy, and a little magic. This is Coach Cheyenne. Now go live your bold and balanced life.